Blog Talk Radio. And now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to Wine Talk with Stu the Wine Guru. Wednesday, December 14th, 2011. It's 11 p.m. Eastern, and I'm your host, Stu the Wine Guru, coming to you live from beautiful Coral Springs, Florida, as I always do. during the show at 1-646-381-4860 or email me your questions at info at stewthewineguru.com. You can also go in my chat room here on the show page and chat with other wine enthusiasts or tweet me any questions you like to at stewthewineguru on Twitter and I'll read them live on the show. I want to say thanks to all the listeners globally for getting the word out about my show Welcome to all of you listening worldwide. I call that the power of the people meets the power of the Internet. If you want to find out more about me, just Google 
do the Wine Guru. You can find the websites, videos, magazines, and TV shows I'm currently a part of. Speaking of articles and reviews, I'm writing wine articles and reviews for Yahoo, TheExaminer.com, and Simply the Best magazine. So look for those. Check out my articles in Simply the Best magazine, which is a lifestyle magazine available on newsstands in Barnes and Noble and fine bookstores wherever you are. All of my wine articles are now available on any smartphone. Just download the Hello Vino app. That's H-E-L-L-O-V-I-N-O app. And you can take my wine reviews and articles with you anywhere you go. Of course, the number to call in is 1-646-381-4860. Or you can tweet me your questions at Twitter, at, at Stu the Wine Guru, and I'll read them live here on the show. Or, of course, you can send them, if you prefer the computer, and you're a little shy about calling in, you can go to info at Stu the Wine Guru, send me an email, and I'll read those emails as well. Tonight, uh, a couple of firsts. One, I'm going to have on probably one of the premier winemakers for one of the premier California wine companies. Um, they're extremely consistent producers. Uh, they produce a small amount of different wines. And uh, the name of the company is Cane Vineyard. The name of the winemaker is Chris Howell, and he'll be on shortly. The first that's going to happen tonight is that I'm going to be actually sipping the wine and experience it for the first time live on the show. I've never done this on any one of my other shows before. Um, with Chris Howell, the winemaker, and giving him my notes and letting him know what I think. Um, of course, in the chat room, you can go to Chris's website. Uh, you can click directly on it. It's www.cane5.com, C-A-I-N-F-I-V-E.com, and you can find out about Cane Vineyard Wines. You can find out a little bit about Chris, about the history of Cane Vineyard, and the wines that they have. Tonight, I've picked one of their phenomenal, that's the only way to put it, um, blends to Meritage. It's called Cane Cuvée uh, at a Napa Valley. And this particular one is 48% Malo, 32% Cab Sauv, 14% Cab Franc, and 6% Petit Bordeaux. Basically, a like a Bordeaux blend, but much better and much well craft, much better crafted as well. So um, I have a decanting, Chris, and uh, let me bring Chris on so we can get the party started. One second. You there, Chris? I I am, Stu. Fantastic. Well, first, everyone, I want to welcome Chris Howell of Cane Vineyard to my show. Thank you, Chris, for coming on tonight. I really, really appreciate it and uh, uh, giving me a chance to appreciate your wine uh, along with everyone else for the first time, at least, no, not for the first time of me trying it, but for the first time live <laughs> on my show, which should be very interesting. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on tonight. 
Thank you, Stu. I'm I'm glad to be here, and I really appreciate you um, working with me and being uh, willing to taste the wine uh, uh, right along with me and to get to know this wine because I, you know, as a winemaker, I'm a very sensitive guy, and uh, I I, I want to be understood. So that was really Absolutely. nice of you to do that. Absolutely, and and I want to let everybody know, of course, as I mentioned earlier that you can go in my chat room, and I've given the website, so you can go and check out the other wines, of course, that uh, the King Concept and uh, the King Five, of course, um, and see what they're all about. And I urge everyone, uh, always at the top of the show, um, to go to any one of your local vineyards, excuse me, your local wine shops and retailers, and uh, and seek this out, because these wines are really extremely well-crafted, and um, and they they're good by themselves, but also excellent at, um, paired with uh, a lot of different types of, of fare. So um, I wanted to get that out there first and foremost. So let me let you know how it goes here. Um, what will happen, Chris, is I've got questions of my own. I have mm-hmm. uh, email questions I'm going to try to get to. Of course, I've got Twitter open. And so we're on Twitter, and uh, anyone can ask questions from there. And then, of course, I've got the chat room, and anyone can uh, call in as well, so from anywhere around the world. So um, let's get, get right into it. So I guess really what I want to find is what got you interested first and foremost in making wine? It was drinking it, Stu. Um, I had some <laughs> I had some just amazing experiences tasting wine, Um with my father-in-law in the in the 70s and right. and I tasted some yeah I think everybody who loves wine and I, I hope this resonates for you too will remember that bottle that woke you up it wasn't the first wine you tasted but it was the first one that you thought wow this is something and and what's going on here and you don't even have the answers and that that's when it gets interesting so so my experience uh, was with a Burgundy from the 1964. It was it was um, Claude Lambre. It served in a restaurant. Circumstances can be everything, and the perfume of that of that wine in that glass uh, hangs with me uh, in my memory today. Wow. Okay. Interesting. And I have to say, um, I've said this story a million times uh, I was in the music business my first aha moment with wine was a Cabernet and here's the strange thing I don't remember what it was I just remember what which vintner it was but I do remember mm-hmm. I had it in San Francisco and I do remember mm-hmm. it was no, like nothing I'd ever tried and at that point in time I had made it my business to, I was on a quest to now get involved in wine and see what it was all about from that moment on 15 years ago so um, I can definitely relate to it, uh, and I think you're right. Everyone, it's the one common denominator amongst people who are wine enthusiasts that they all have that aha moment at some point in time in their life that puts them on their own quest to uh, to enjoy wine and experience it and see what it's all about. So yeah. I want to tell you that I've already let this decant a little bit here, this King Cuvée, in my really nice glass here, and I'm mm-hmm. uh, swirling it at the moment on my, my desktop here. Um, I'm going to let everybody know that's listening, that it is of garnet color, plum color. Uh, it's beautiful, beautiful purple and light, uh, nice and dark. And um, 
on the nose as I'm taking it in. Um, I definitely get some plum. I definitely get a, it's a, a little earthy too, which I'm kind of liking. I'm really digging that. Um, so I can definitely get the terroir. I, I, I you know, th- that's a, a key thing for me in that I, I've, I don't know if I've coined the phrase, but getting closest from the terroir to the to the glass. Um, and some vintners get do it and get it, and some don't. And I think uh, immediately as soon as I'm smelling this, I'm getting it. I, I, I love the smell of of kind of like the earth and the and the soil. Um, definitely some oak and cedar, a little current, which is kind of nice uh, coming through on it. Definitely some berries. Um, I'm gonna take a sip because I have to. <laughs> I don't, want to, I don't want to prolong the uh, the taste. Okay, yet. Stu. Guess- Stu, while you take a while you take a sip, mm-hmm. let me let me talk. So, as a winemaker, um, I have absolutely uh, been through the uh, organoleptic sensory analysis uh, approach to wine, and mm-hmm. and what I'm after is. You know, that result after, let's just say, imagine you're the dinner after you've actually let that wine trickle down your throat. I'm after what's going on long before, long after, excuse me, the aroma wheel is, is just a, a memory. I, I, I'm looking for, for this complete sensation that takes you from the beginning to the end and lingers even after you've swallowed. And one of the things that, that, um, that I've chosen to to focus on is something that that could set us apart a little bit, and that is that last experience. Um, it's not the first impression. It's not oh wow, this is a big wine. I'm impressed. No, this wine. I want this to caress you. I want it. This, this particular the cane cuvee. Something I'm looking to do here is to is to create something that that draws you back for another sip. Uh, but doesn't tell the whole story um, at first encounter. Okay. Well, so I don't know if I'm succeeding, and I don't expect you to to, to, to agree. But uh, but well, I'm, I'm curious now. Tell, tell us about no, your no, palate impression. What I think. What I think. Um, I love the entry um, because it, I do get struck to get the fruit immediately. It almost um, the only sensation I can think of is it kind of melts over your your palate over your tongue, um, and um, the mid-palate is really nice. Um, and, you know, the typical thing with California, and I'm going I'm to make it very short because I want you to talk and I want you to tell <laughs> everybody about this and the creation of it, but I, I want to say that, that it definitely gives you that that lasting finish that you do want more of it and you do want to get and you do want to get deeper into it. And as you're sipping it, you want to find out it, it a lot more unfolds like it, it it doesn't give you everything. It almost is like a tease, <laughs> if that's possible with wine, which is kind of great. Um, that it gives you it, it gives you a little hint of what it's about, and then as it unfolds mid palate and starts to as it goes down, um, you definitely get uh, you definitely get like it's a really nice finish. It's a very silky finish to it, um, and I you know I you're right. I want to sip more because I really want to find out more of the characteristics and more of the things that are. Um, are going on and undertones and overtones. So I'm going to let you talk. I want you to tell me more about the creation of this particular wine too. So here's the here's the thing, Stu. Um, we are calling this Cane Cuvee, and <clears throat> this is the NV. We have labeled it in in lieu of a vintage date. We have given it 
the late the letter N V, which of course could be non vintage, uh and right. a and a digit eight. So this is a cane cuvee N V eight and it is uh composed actually of three vintages, but primarily it's two thousand eight, hence the eight. Um right. and and so it's a blend, of course. It's a blend with Merlot, Cabernet, uh, Cabernet Franc, Petit Verdot. It's also a blend of, of 2008 and 2007, even a skosh of 2006. Mm. But the key thing is, if if you were thinking Napa Cabernet, I think you think a pretty full-bodied, pretty rich, pretty pretty substantial wine is what you're expecting. And right. this this would be a surprise because uh, this is absolutely not the case. Here we have a wine that is medium-bodied and um, silky. If I'm, I'm glad you said it. I, that's what I would like, but you never know. And and yet, um, it's it's got a lot going on. It. It's truly Napa Valley, but we've made some uh, very strong-willed choices in the vineyard and in the cellar to to come up with a wine that is is almost almost an anomaly in the category of Napa Valley Cabernet blends because it's not big per se it's it, it's balanced and it is easygoing but it actually is complex and it is even challenging but it's not painful no it's right. it, it, it's not a mouthful this one it it hopefully goes down easy yeah Hands down, it definitely does. Um, so let me let me get some uh, email questions that I have here as well. Uh, let's see what I've got here. Um, I have one from Soto Voce in Roma, Italy, and it says, wow. "Buona sera, Stu. I love your show. My question for Chris is: Would he ever think of using Italian grapes like Primitivo or Sangiovese oh. in his wine?" Thanks. What a sweet I question. I want to thank Soto Voce from Roma, Italy, first of all for sending in their, their email, and Chris, take it away. So the answer is almost perfect because, yes, the answer is yes, And uh, but you have to look at that specific wine and, and stew and tasting it. I think you could understand this. I'm going to take one minute back, and then we'll get to a precise answer. There was sure. a time uh, 10 years ago when the King Cuvée was almost my Pinot wannabe. I, it, it's not not hard to have a lot of love for the wines uh, made of Pinot Noir, whether they're coming from the New World or from Burgundy. And right. I love the delicacy, the complexity, the perfume, the balance. Uh, and I was always curious about other varieties, like the ones I'm working with, such as Cabernet Sauvignon and Merlot. What could you do along those lines? And that, that began the inspiration of this this cane cuvee project, but much more recently, uh, if you looked at what my wife Katie, Katie and I would be drinking on uh, an average night, it's quite often Sangiovese um, from Tuscany, uh, Chianti, of course, or or possibly a Nebbiolo, a, a Barolo, or a Barbaresco, or a Nebbiolo d'Alba. And so I'm looking at varieties like that all the time and thinking about the way these wines taste and what the experience is and wondering to what extent I can achieve that kind of an experience in a glass of, of our cane cuvee. 
never, of course, trying to to copy or 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 replace, um, um, for example, Chianti, because I'd prefer to drink Chianti in that sense, but to to learn from those wines. And so, why not uh, think about these varieties? Why not? Um, good idea. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm. I'm I, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's funny because. Um, the interesting thing about doing an interactive show like this where people are, are uh, you know, phoning in or emailing in or tweeting in from all over the place is that it's just that in itself. You get – sometimes you get inspiration from the, the most um, remote <laughs> places. Some, sometimes you get inspiration from around the corner. It, you know, it, it, there isn't any uh, – <laughs> nothing specified but um, it's always nice when it does come, and um, I, I myself have. Uh, I've had people that have um, – I give a, a very quick note in that someone said to me uh, via email, hey, you know, you, it's such a great show you should have on, you know, food people like chefs and all that. And, yeah. And which, and which I did because food goes so well with wine that I ended up having, you know, some of the top chefs on and, and, and bringing them on as well because I think – getting their perspective on preparing food and what they do. They have such a love for their preparation as a winemaker has for their preparation and making and, and producing wine so well that uh, I think it's a craft and an and artisanal craft that um, both do. And so I think it's nice to be able to get both perspectives. But, yeah, I just wanted to kind of throw that out there, that little that little bit. But I want to get back to um, some of the, the questions here. Um Let's just see something. I had some questions for you also. Um, so what do you – I've always wanted to know this. What do you feel are the, 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 the components of a great wine? What do you think makes up a great wine? Well, okay, in, in all honesty, I, we work extremely hard with the Cane Cuvée um, and put a lot of love in it. It's a handcrafted wine, uh, but we would never pretend that it – you know, that it qualifies as a quote-unquote great wine. Um, but I think a great wine is a memorable wine, Stu. It's one that you just mm-hmm. don't forget. It, it's it's something that makes an impression. Um, it's got a character. It's got something original about it. It doesn't seem like a, a clone or a copy of something else. Uh, you, you can place it, and it's the kind of thing that, that you remember and and, and want to come back to again. Um so it's going to have a, 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 a defined character. That That's probably the single most important aspect of a, of a great wine. Of course, it's got to have complexity on the nose. It's got to have balance on the palate. It has to have a, a tremendous finish. Uh, I would say, uh, in contradistinction to some uh, people, intensity is, is, not a de, is not a criteria of greatness in and of itself. Um, intensity... Okay. Uh, could be in a great wine, but but a great wine has to have, on the other hand, a, a marked character, for sure. Okay, that's no, that's and, great, and and it's great. not going to happen in every vintage, and it's not going to, you know, even in a great vineyard, uh, it's not going to happen every year. Right, and I mean, because you know, look, uh, Tiger doesn't always, you know, win, um, even though he's probably one of the best golfers ever, and you know, some of the baseball greats have never batted a thousand. So it comes down to the same thing with great winemakers. I think, you know, every vintage, like you said, isn't, uh, you know, a home run, 
um, but it has its um, distinct characteristics that make it such a you know great vintage for that year. And there's things about these. Right, right. What they hit these notes right here, and they hit them really well, and and so that's what makes this particular vintage great. I have to tell you, um, it, it is the more I'm drinking this, the more, and the more it's opening up, it is just I'm telling you, it's like um, what's the best way to look at? It? It's like looking at a horizon. You know, you can keep looking and looking and looking at it. You keep drinking this and drinking this and drinking this, and more things you'll discover as you as you look at the horizon and as you sip this. So I want to say hats off uh, in this for this particular. I'm pleased. I'm uh, pleased. One. Good. Definitely. Yeah. Thank, um, thank you for your. Uh, and, and I want to say this, um, Stu. My my issue is there's so many people who who want to judge a wine, you know, honestly, and and important critics, I might add, in 30 seconds. And mm-hmm. and and yet, those of us who love wine, uh, when we experience a wine, when we sit down at, to the table and 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 share a bottle with our friends, we're going to experience it over half an hour, an hour, and it's just a pity that so much gets reduced to literally a a tiny equivalent of a soundbite. And You're right. And it's that it's the experience of the wine, and and I'm begging for that for all wines uh, that they they you know they. There's so much love that's gone into so many bottles that that we see, and and they rarely get the you know the love um, you know and attention in the glass because there's this rush to to judge when when I, I just want to live with a wine. So so thank you. Uh, that's great. No, and listen, I I'm I'm hoping that my platform here, uh, I've, I've that I've created my small little platform here that that kind of juts out to you know, um, the ether that mm-hmm. people pick up as they pick up on it, they get it. And that um, I'm the conduit between you, the winemaker, and the end user, the enthusiast, the person out there who says, you know, wow, I, you know, I never would have gotten all this information in either walking into a wine store or picking up the bottle or experiencing it at someone's house or whatever. Uh, this is what I, you know, this is what I want to know. This is what I want to hear from mm-hmm. the winemaker. I want to know more mm-hmm. about them and what makes them tick. So yeah. that's what I'm ultimately trying. My wine education is the most important part of what I'm trying to accomplish here, and um, and I'm hoping that I, 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 I kind of feel a hundred uh, podcasts later <laughs> that, that mm-hmm. you know something's kind of resonated. So it's uh, I feel pretty good about it. And I wanted to to let you know that in doing this what I'm doing here now with you in that I'm trying the wine while I think this might be something I may start doing more often because I think it's a, it's, it's a great um, opportunity to, to give uh, people the, the, you know, real time and real um, situational um, information. Yeah. And the next, next step, so you're going to have to have some food there with you. Because as you said, you know, uh, wine and, and cooking is, they're all one really, just one thing. Absolutely. And uh, you're going to make us all envy whatever you're up to at that moment. (laughs) So now here's my question that I ask everybody, because unfortunately the 30 minutes goes extremely quick, and I want to make sure that I get this in. So first and foremost, I want to let everybody know, please, wherever you are in the world, find Cane Vineyard, find their wines, um, and experience them, because it's a very enjoyable experience. Any one of them that you get your hands on, um, give it as a gift, for the holidays, uh, because and and the recipient will thank you uh, many times over. Um, and then in addition to that, go over to Cane5.com, check it out. 
uh, read a little bit about them, find out more about what they're all about. And if, certainly if you're in California, you have to go. You have to get there and you have to check it out for yourself. Um, having said that, so here's the question that I ask all the winemakers, and um, I want to get your, your thoughts on this. So if you could share a glass of your wine, any of the wines, Cane Concept, Cane Cuvée, Cane Five, any one of them, with anyone alive or not, you know, who's, who's in history and, you know, who's been around in the world any time, who would it be and why? That is such a great question. You know, my first thought of is is somebody who I don't associate with wine, and I just happen to be thinking about that guy. It's Albert Einstein. Um, Interesting. And so he's not so long gone, but I, I admire this man, and mm-hmm. um, and I want to want to leave you with then something that he said not too many. Uh, months before he died, he said the important thing is never to stop asking questions. Literally, he said never to stop questioning. Gotcha. He said that in 1955. Great. How about that? Well, that, I, I tell you, that is a, that's a great way to, to, to end the show with you. I really appreciate you coming on, Chris, and I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to experience your wine with my, my listeners globally. And I hope that I help to, to spread the word about Cain. Um, and I'd like to have you on again uh, and, and try one of the other wines and, and, and do the same thing. And um, if, you have, if you have any questions, of course, um, you can go to Cain5.com. You can email them. And um, thank you. That's all I can say, Chris. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you very much, Stu. I really appreciate the chance to talk with you. Same here. Have a great evening. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye now. So that was Chris Howell of Kane Vineyard. Vineyard. Um, I want to thank everybody for uh, listening in um, and getting into the chat room. I want to thank who emailed. Um, There were plenty more emails. I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to get to them, but I promise you that uh, I'll get answers for you. And um, as I always say, if it's time to pour the wine, it's time for Stu the Wine Guru. Drink up, good wine, good night, and um, uh, if you have any questions for me, email them at info at stewthewineguru.com. You can go to my website, www.stewthewineguru.com, and check out the uh, archive shows. You can click on the pictures of the guests and listen to them, or you can go into iTunes. They're all free, and listen to any one of the shows over the past two years and all 100 shows. Uh, Keep reading Simply the Best magazine. Keep watching me on um, Miami Nonstop uh, down here in Florida on Nonstop Foodies. Um, And thank you, everyone, and I appreciate your support.